0: Hello Coffee and Combo listeners, it's your host, Liz Bullard. I hope you're well out there. For those of you who are new to Coffee and combos, it's my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community. And just anyone who's really great at having good conversation. And I try and make the conversations reflect things that I'm talking about or thinking about in my everyday life. This episode, I was super excited to have my friend Shakira back to discuss what it's like raising a child in everything that's going on. Like, how do you explain police brutality? How do you explain the politics? And She sheds light on what she does to stay calm and to stay grounded. But not only is she parenting a child, but she went through childbirth and raising a child during this pandemic, a little one. And so we discuss what that's like. And it was a really fun episode. And I hope that for you listening, your takeaway is just having some grace for yourself. You know, no one trained you as a parent to deal with all the craziness that is happening this year. And so even when you feel like you're failing, I hope you take away and have some appreciation that it is hard out there and that you're doing your best. But I'd also like to welcome Lebanon, France, and Singapore to the combos. Thank you once again. And remember to add three things to your cup that are going to get you through your day and your week. Be well. Yo, she a good baby. Just one shh and that's it? Uh, you heard you heard that? You got some good sound. One shh. She's
1: like, that No, day. no, listen. That was dad. If that was me, she would have just got louder. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: would have just got louder. Well, That's a fitting intro to uh, this episode. So once again, welcome to Coffee and Convo, Shakira.
1: Thanks, Liz. Thanks for having me. I haven't spoken to you on this platform since you first started. So congratulations and all your success with Coffee and Convo.
0: I appreciate it. You know, you and Pastor Wade are huge supporters and I, you know, I love you guys. You guys are great. Oh,
1: we love you too.
0: Aw. For those of you listening, Shakira um, Wade is the wife to Pastor Wade, who is the pastor at Long Hill Bible Church. They have their weekly, listen, they have like a weekly lot of shows (laughs) and I will let Shakira (laughs) explain all those, but she Mm -hmm. is a friend of mine. She was, you were eating. I can't remember if it was you who was my first one or Keisha, but I remember what you had to drink. You had a hot chocolate when we did this the first time. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I do not drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Nope. It, was, it actually was me and Pastor Wade, and we were, at, we were actually in the church mm-hmm. when, when when we first did it. Yep. yep.
0: Mm-hmm. that was exciting. And so not, not being a coffee person, do you prefer tea or hot chocolate? Like, what's your go-to when – You've had a long day. Oh my goodness! Well, yeah.
1: I think when I would be going to work and it's a morning and I can predict it being a tough day, it would really be tea mm. just because it kind of made me feel warm and cozy, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of bring, bring it down a notch before you get in the building. And I would drink hot chocolate if it was going to be like a fun light day so it's depending on the mood and my mm-hmm. and my schedule now since I've been home with the kids I haven't drank tea or hot chocolate <laughs> I'm waking <laughs> up drinking orange soda <laughs> that's the first thing I'm drinking
0: so if you bring orange soda to the meeting I, I'm there <laughs> but I love how you said like there's just something about that warm feeling you get from whether it's tea or coffee that's just comforting. Definitely and you feel it. like you can go and like handle whatever you need to handle. It's just something about that that comfort.
1: Yeah, and, and I honestly think too with your coffee and combo podcast, the reason why I love it is because there are a lot of podcasts out in the world today. But, you know, and just like you just mentioned with the, you know, with the tea or the hot cocoa, it's warm, it makes you feel comfortable. But a lot of times it's tough to have conversations about tough topics and feel warm and comfortable, you know, just because the feeling that it brings you. So just the fact that you can have those, that you can engage people to have those tough conversations with a warm drink, it just makes it so much, bear- so much more bearable to actually talk about, the, you know, some of the topics that that, that you come across. So this is a great, this is a really good platform. It kind of
0: feels like therapy. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. No, thank you. I really do appreciate that. And listeners, for those of you who are listening, we are talking about children. And I thought this was an interesting conversation to have because one, Shakira just had a new baby. Wow, quarantine yeah. and all that craziness mm-hmm. is going on. <laughs> you have an older little munchkin. How old yes. is he now?
1: He's nine. He's in the third oh, grade. Oh my goodness. Yes, nine going on 19. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so we've talked like in society, in the world, I hear like, We're like, okay, how do we get these kids to be in education? Okay, then we talk about the kids with the football and we talk about Mm -hmm. all these things. And it's like, we want these kids to go on and handle education, school, sports, extracurricular, and not be affected by what's around them. But you constantly see uh, the quote unquote Karens, whether they're Mm -hmm. male or female, freaking Mm -hmm. out because of the stress that they're on right now. and. We don't acknowledge that with kids. We want them to just go and and not accommodate them. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to use this space today to kind of talk about, one, what that's been like, you know, for you and kind of some of the parents that you deal with, some of the things you're hearing about raising kids during this time. Um, But not only did you raise A child during this time but you had a kid and that experience and there's all these things and you have police brutality and your son being a young black man you know what does that mean and so how do you parent in this kind of environment wow
1: yeah those those are three major big questions that i think we're all trying to to answer Mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to pinpoint one so as far as um, parenting during COVID, I think we got to really, I mean, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Tate is nine years old, so he has experienced life pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So he knows what it is like to go to school, sit in class, what it is considered to be normal. He knows about extracurricular activities. Um, Fortunately, Tate is not really a child that wants to be outside a lot. So he's really cool with the way it is. You know, he, he Mm -hmm. doesn't always have to be outside. Um, he likes to interact and socialize with other kids, but at his age, he is content with a video game, a coloring (laughs) book, you know, so, um, it's okay for him. So he hasn't really had to make a big traumatic change because really the only thing that has changed is his learning setting. Mm -hmm. So he is, you know, doing school at home and that's been, you know, quite a challenge. But I think it's only a challenge really for the parents. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not a challenge for him at all, but Mm -hmm. the bulk of the challenge is really for us and the kind of pressure that we put on ourselves, trying to be the teacher, trying to maintain structure and still run your household. I think for the kids, they will do well if their parents do well kids mm. are so resilient and they can bounce and be in a lot of different situations. It's really us that have a hard time with change. So it, so it takes sees that I'm kind of like everywhere and I'm not really sure about anything. That's what he's going to feel, you know? So mm-hmm. I think he feels confident that mommy kind of has a grip on what it is that he is doing. And we're going to learn together. I mm-hmm. think that, that, that brings a different, you know, a, uh, a uh, different animal to the table it's not oh my gosh what are we doing
0: you know 100% and I love how you talked about one the pressure that parents put on themselves but also how the parent sets the tone for their child um, especially you know again I've seen a lot of posts about reminding parents to be kind to themselves mm-hmm. reminding them like you know no one trained you on how to raise a child going through a, a mm, pandemic exactly, yeah. There is already a pressure Mm -hmm. of of parenting and stuff, but I think in trying to follow some type of norm during this time, you have to make that for your household. What's normal for your household? What's normal for you? And sometimes that might change week to week or day to day, and that's okay.
1: Exactly, and and really too, I think you know I I've had the experience of being a single parent with Tate, and now having like a beautiful supportive husband and. I can't imagine doing this with, without him. Without my husband. So, you know, like it's it's tough, you know. So, so it's kind of like you really need a strong support system whether it's friends or family. And even if it's not family or immediate friends, I'm sure there's a lot of services that are being provided out there that can offer assistance, you know, because yeah, you may have it under Control as far as the academics, but you may be overwhelmed in other areas, you know? And Absolutely. a lot of times, especially in black and brown homes, you don't really talk about mental health and
0: mm-hmm. how that's affecting you and the people around you. I love that you brought that up because even in, we talk about like being strong as if you can't be strong and have like anxiety or mm-hmm. mental health, but. You know, these are tough times. And like you said, you need to rely on that support system because there's so many things going on, as we touched upon earlier, that you're going to need someone to lean on and that's going to help you. And that's going to encourage you
1: um,
0: during those times when you yourself, the person is struggling because while you are a parent, you are still you You, yourself, the person. person.
1: Exactly. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I had mentioned as soon as I started speaking about tape, about how COVID is, you know. Unusual in him learning this way and being in this now COVID world, how it's unusual for him, but he he is doing okay. But Mm -hmm. for my daughter's um, vision, you know, she is a newborn. All she knows is people wearing masks. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know how it was before. Mm -hmm. So the moment we go back to no COVID, right, and no mask, that's going to be a culture shock for her. She's not used to people being closer than six feet to her. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't be used to going into school and staying there all day. So yes, we have majority of people who are um, not used to COVID life, but as time goes on, we are going to have people that are only used to COVID life.
0: Exactly. How do
1: you train the babies and the children that are in pre-K now or that are in kindergarten to actually going to school in the future in what is a normal setting for us.
0: Absolutely, because you think about, like, how kindergartners and stuff, they want to hug their teacher and while Listen, they can't now. it's
1: tough. I can't imagine having yeah. a, a child in kindergarten because kindergarten and first grade is really all about learning how to be human. You mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. what's um treating friends nicely, mm-hmm. interaction, you know, mm-hmm. like, all of that tone, all of that kind Sharing. of happens in early childhood. Mm -hmm. And if all you know is what you're learning at home, you're not learning other cultures, other ages, other religions, you only know what you know, that's going to put you a few steps behind.
0: Mm, And that's an interesting point that I didn't even really think of, but you're exactly right. The whole point of going out and you have your kids into the world is that exposure whether it's exposing them to museums you know going on vacation and expo- exactly. exposing them yeah. to different places they don't have and them. that has been limited for a lot of people um so it's going to be interesting post covid what it's going to look like through the eyes of a child
1: exactly and too you know me and Pastor, we talk about it especially through um some of the programs that we have going on is how many people want to go back to it being mm-hmm. the way it was. You were mm-hmm. gonna have some people that are content with COVID life. Mm-hmm. And now you're pushing them back into <laughs> what used to be before. So it's gonna be an adjustment for a lot of people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of um, respecting everybody's comfort level mm-hmm. and really meeting the children where they are when it's time to go back, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, shifting gears a little bit. Um, how is your household dealing with some of these other things that are going on, whether it's the politics, racial injustice, injustice, mm. some <laughs> of these bigger topics. I mean, Tate is, is nine. So he's still a little guy, but he's still seeing things on the news or maybe even hearing some of these things in school. I mean, how is that for you guys?
1: Well, I know when, um, Tate was one of the many boys I'm showing sure this world. He wanted to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. If you if you recall a few years ago, right. he had a little birthday party at the station. Yeah. It was all in the school, and you know I support that and supported that hundred uh, percent. Whatever he wants to do, I'm all down for it. Um, so I think it, with Tate is balance because I don't want to put my opinion and my mm. experience on him. Mm. But I also want him to, you know, understand what's happening in the world. He doesn't have to know everything because with those things come a lot of questions that sometimes you want to protect them from it. But once they ask the question, you kind of have to address it. Mm -hmm. So me and Tate went to New York to visit my mom and I wanted to, I ran into this store. So him, him and my mom are in the car. So I'm looking out the, the the door while I'm in the store waiting to be taken care of. And there's two, they're not, I guess they are police officers, but they are walking patrol. Mm-hmm. Two police officers walking patrol. And one is on one side of the car and the other is on the other side of the car. So they are walking down the street. Mm-hmm. So I look at, I'm looking in my car and Tate ducks down. Oh no. So I'm like, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. So I finished doing what I'm doing. So I come back in the car. My mom is laughing. I'm like, what? Like, what happened? She's like, Mm -hmm. Tay said, oh, it's the police and ducked down. And I said, wow, that is a little funny. Why Mm -hmm. does he feel like he has to hide? Mm -hmm. And why is that so normal? This is a Mm -hmm. little boy who once loved, if he seen a police officer, he would run up to them. Mm want to hug them, want to talk. But now he's trying to dodge them. Mm. And this is just with basic conversation about what's happening in the world. And in that moment, I felt really sad because I felt like his dreams of being a police officer has been tainted. Just because once before he has viewed them to be, they saved the day. And now he's trying to hide from them. You know, that... That made me pretty sad, but I think in that moment, Tate had to grow up, Mm. and he has formed his own opinion about what's happening in the world, you know?
0: And I think that what's important is, you know, sometimes parents are like, well, if I don't say anything, then they won't be affected by X, Mm. Y, and Z scenario, but you never know what is going on in their head, Mm -hmm. how they're interpreting things, and so I think it's important to talk to your kids. And ask them, what do you think? What are you hearing? What do you see? So that way you know where they are. And
1: what's so sad is is basic questions. Like if you allow them to ask you questions, it's simple things that you wish the whole world could answer. Mm -hmm. Well, why Mm -hmm. are they killing black people? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wish Mm -hmm. I could tell you that. You know, I'm like, you know, it's, you know, because of the color of their skin. But Mm we, we, we all are different, like just basic human questions and you can't answer it and they can't understand it. But the, my, my biggest question is why should I have to explain to him something that he shouldn't have to understand?
0: Mm, Why do I have to explain, you
1: you know, that because that's not okay. Mm -hmm. There is no explanation for it. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm forced to kind of bring explanation to something that shouldn't even be happening, you know, so it's definitely tough. And especially in our household, you know, because we are a household of human rights and equality. We speak about it all the time. And wanting, of course, you want your children to go up and, you know, speak truth to things and, mm-hmm. you know, be advocates for themselves. And I just think sometimes it's just naturally in them. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like over the past few months, I've I've, I've matured in many ways. You know, mm-hmm. I've transitioned from, oh, we all just, why are we all just can't get along? We're all we're girls. <laughs> you know, that that has been transformed to you know, a different kind of conversation because it is what it is. One of my favorite things is, if it's raining and I feel the water on my head, do not tell me it's not raining because I feel it and I see it. So That's it, a
0: word. It is right. what it is. Yeah. And
1: you really can't not speak things that are, are happening. If they're not happening,
0: then we won't have to speak about it. Cool. Absolutely. And you know, um, touching and kind of going off topic, but for me, the biggest challenge has been like, you know, that there's, there's racism and stuff in the world, but I never imagined it was to this magnitude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I thought people were past that better <laughs> than, well, past- than what we were years you ago. Know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought we knew that because you know, again, you teach your children mm-hmm. to be kind, mm-hmm. you treat you teach your teacher kids to share like you. As a child, you teach them this. And to see grown adults just not understand basic human decency has been a big shock to me.
1: Well, that that that's it right there, Liz. You have these these adults acting like this. These adults have children. So just that's like children. in my household, yes. I am speaking this. And this is how I feel. And now I have two children. They are gonna probably take on some of those things. So just imagine if you have a, a um a, um racist and they have five kids. Lord have mercy. Now you got oh. five little racists
0: because they are growing up in that environment. And that is scary. And you think about well, like in one sense, right? You think of like when these kids go back to school. What, there was this no, video man. of this girl, like she was um, imitating her mother. Her mother must have been like a, a call person. And mm-hmm. she was like, hello, your bill is six, It's on the screen. It's exactly. $600. <laughs> kids are going to come mother. back talking. Mm-hmm. Right? But imagine the things these teachers are going to see or people and, in yeah, the community yeah. are going to see when these kids go back to school and they're imitating their household.
1: Let's see, I actually seen a video. It was so sad. I'm sure, you know, it, it was pretty, it was, it was trending about a mom that was murdered while her child was doing homeschool. Yes. And I'm just kind of like, kids experience this every day. But virtual Mm -hmm. learning is just going to expose it more. Mm Mm-hmm. Because people are, some children, if this is all that they know, they think this is normal. They think all other kids are experiencing and going through the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm and you know,
0: how and- startling that must be think about it cuz you're you're on the video and you get to see the the households that your classmates mm-hmm. are growing in uh, background yeah exactly and you're either going to see things like wow that's a, a clean home a caring home exactly. or whatever yeah, or yeah. i don't have that and like there's just a lot of layers
1: do you know how many times i'm like take He's like, Mommy, how do you spell? What's the number? I'm like, Is that thing on mute? Because <laughs> I don't want to be like, Boy, if you. <laughs> All day is that, long. On mute?
0: <laughs> is that thing on mute? Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So, so you know, I'm going back
1: to work next week.
0: Ooh. And um, how is that going to be? Tell me more.
1: That is definitely, you know, it's bringing some anxiety, but I think I'm more so. um. Not worried, but you know, mm-hmm. my biggest role is to advocate for people that are experiencing homelessness at the center. And I can't be more honest with you than to say they know there's black and brown homeless people. Mm-hmm. And um, it would not be me if I did not speak to those issues. So, you know, how do you go into that? And, you know, cause that's a tough arena, you know? Yes, and- it is just advocating for services and for people is tough period but when you're thinking about um racial profiling when you're thinking about policing all of that affects that population as well mm-hmm. you know so just finding balance between you know a- um advocacy you know mm-hmm. and still being
0: respectful of of what the practices are And I think that's a good place to kind of pause as we come up on close to the end of this episode, because there are so many things that parents have to deal with. I cannot imagine the burden that essential workers are out there facing, especially yeah. during the beginning of COVID where we didn't know what was going on. Exactly, yeah. You are spending hours and hours of time away from your children. You don't know if you're bringing something back to your children mm-hmm. and family. Um, I think about, you know, you who deal with a homeless population and holding their pain and holding their situation while you're still trying to manage your own situation mm-hmm. and being a parent. I mean, Parents are are having a lot of hats to wear. And so for those of you who are out there that are parents or know people who are parents, check up on them, have grace for yourself, have compassion for yourself, check in with yourself because this is not easy. And, you know, as we go into Mm -hmm. December, uh, not December, Lord, I'm skipping months. Um, Come on now, come on. We need some more time. Listen, I'm not ready as we go into, (laughs) That uh, winter season, you know, us New Englanders, you know, a lot of people have seasonal depression. Yes, yes. So, it's darker earlier. The sun is. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, whether you're a parent, check up on yourself, but also check up on your kids. I mean, there's no other time that we're we going through this together. So, um, thank and you so you, much and for You
1: definitely doing a great job. I see you were still walking.
0: Yes, with I am Girl still Trek. walking, I'm good so for my, my mental health that, and my yeah. physical yes. health.
1: Yes. Can you tell me more um about Girl Truck?
0: Yes, I can. So Girl Truck is um a large walking organization that was founded by two African-American women. And it's they have like little pods to say all over the country. The goal is to get to 1 million women walking by the end of... Uh, 2020 wow, really. and they've had all these different initiatives through COVID mm-hmm. and so that, yeah. listen which has been awesome because everyone has been isolated and we're not walking as groups right now um, but we still want people to be connected and that's the, the thing you know even though you know we're isolated um, still stay connected do things that are going to help you emotionally that are mm-hmm. going to keep you grounded that are going to help you be okay um, and so I love it Absolutely. And as we get to the end, please tell everyone about all the wonderful things that you and Pastor Wade are doing.
1: Yes, yes. We're excited about that. So Pastor Wade does um, Wade's word of the day. Every night at eight o'clock, he takes a word and he'll define a word. And wherever he goes with it, he goes with it. He comes with some great music. I mean, it's just unpredictable. You never really know what you're going to get every night it's always leaves you feeling encouraged. And I'm not just saying that cause that's my man, but <laughs> like, like I said, I don't be knowing what he's going to talk about or how it's going to go down. But it seems like it always comes right when I need it. You know, I mm-hmm. also have the first with Wade, which is uh, AKA talent show. Mm-hmm. And that comes on every Friday at 8:45, I believe. And it's just people coming together with spoken word, singing, dancing. I mean, all of the above. And it's been pretty good. So far, I think we have about eight contestants. The Ooh. winner get a little change at the end. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm Let always, me go find a little talent. Is, you like better find a talent because I'm your manager and I went 10%. There you go. <laughs> and then last but not least, we have the- did you see that? Which is like a podcast that me and Passaway do together, talking about some of our favorite reality shows and some, some funny videos that we come across throughout the week. It's really just a lot of fun and to let our hat down, you know, because like today, the whole Beyonce Taylor, you know, case, mm-hmm. some of that information came out. And sometimes you just need to vent and sometimes you just need to be connected, like you said, with people, just talk get some mm-hmm. things off your chest just laugh and it's good to just be able to have the opportunity every night or every friday like you know that there's going to be an opportunity where you can connect with people who have similar interests and, and you know just be transparent and be vulnerable so that's why i'm really really most excited
0: about all of those programs because we're just being truly who we are you know, listen. I, mean, I love. Did you see that? Seeing the, <laughs> the chemistry between you and Pastor Wade, and just seeing you have fun, it's really uh infectious. And you just you feel it. You see it in the comments, mm, and it yeah. really is just a good Thank space. No worries. It's no,
1: I'm, listen. I know. I I just make him so great. You know, and <laughs> yeah, like is my any first time life? ever saying life? that
0: publicly. <laughs> <laughs> the word said to be a help mate you helping them be better <laughs> oh it's so great to laugh and have you on I'm so here. glad
1: we got to talk and talk about these important issues and this is my my like you're my true friend not just my work oh. friend not you
0: know just like you're not my friend. podcast friend exactly. you're my real friend yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but thank you so much and as no we come problem. to a close um I want I challenge you and my listeners to think of three things that you're adding to your cup to get you through your day and your week. And as you think of yours, I'll start with mine. And so the three things I'm putting is compassion. Mm-hmm. Uh compassion for myself, compassion for others as again we continue to figure this out as mm-hmm. we continue to see so many different things like you mentioned. Um, The Breonna Taylor thing, uh, that stirs up so many emotions for people and people are having a hard time. So just compassion for the weight that people are carrying and holding. Um, Love, I don't want to lose love in my heart. Um, Again, it gets hard seeing all the things that are out there. So definitely want to keep the love of Jesus. And nature, I want to, um, it's getting cold. I hate the cold, y'all. Understand. But I think I need to get some more vitamin D mm-hmm. while we still have it mm-hmm. and uh, spend some time in nature. So um, compassion, love in nature is what I need in my cup. How about you?
1: I would add patience mm. to my cup for um, people around me who don't necessarily understand what it is that, you know, black and brown people are going through. Mm. So patience one, two, um, to just love on on want people even if they don't know how to receive it you Mm. know just kind of show them even though you have hate in your heart and even though we don't disagree i still want you to see the christ in me you know Mm -hmm. i like still want people to know that i'm gonna love on them and pray for them either way Mm -hmm. um and last but not least i want to add to my cup to always call it what it is Mm -hmm. and to um always call out injustice when I see it. And
0: that's not always easy to no, do. No, not at all. Because <laughs> you lose some friends doing that mm-hmm. and that's the truth. It takes a lot of courage. So I was I would
1: say adding courage to my cup. I love it. I love it. I Thank love it. Thank you so much, Liz. It was a pleasure
0: talking to you today always. Thank you. You have filled up my cup. So I have enough in my cup to go fill up someone (laughs) else. Yes, ma'am. Listeners go out there, fill your cup so you can fill up someone else's cup. Um, and again, parents, um, kudos to you through all that you are working and figuring out. I mean, kitchen tables have now turned into classrooms, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes the bathroom, the kit, the tub, all that has (laughs) been utilized. So, um, I am interested to see, like, I hope someone's like documenting like their their COVID, their quarantine stories about like the craziness. So I'm, I'm interested. Pretty in sure one. people are, yeah. Listen, I need to get on that. <laughs> Shakira, take care, and I'll be tuned to Wade's Word at eight o'clock.